Francis, we've talked about the inverse architecture before. Um, how can that uh, predict or uh, create revenue flow uh, or change how revenue flows in a, in a um, economy or a business? It's pretty straightforward. It's just the numbers. We have cyberspace inflating on three axes, the number of devices exponentially, the key, the power of those devices exponentially. So by the end of this decade, every device, and think way beyond smartphones and stuff like that, I, my favorite example is light bulbs, can be a nanoscale data center with embedded AI. Uh, now, once you turn everything into a nanoscale data center, these things to function have to cross-communicate with each other directly. Think of Apple's AirDrop on this gigantic mesh. But in doing so, they will touch assets that can be Uberized. And there are folks out there, and we've talked about ubiquitous energy before, who are developing tremendous new technologies that will unleash stunning amounts of revenue. And when flowed through the inverse structure, which like Apple Airband is a total inverse of existing centralized cloud-based architectures, the money to be made will be stunning. And a great example, as I mentioned, ubiquitous energy, they can solarize the invisible spectrum on Windows. Now at simple house scale, that doesn't bring you much energy. But on a high rise or a super tall, it unleashes staggering amounts of energy, so much so that uh, properly networked, uh, the Saudis are out of business. I mean, they're just gone. A million and a half year addiction to carbon is over. But what it means is that revenue is now flowing from a building into uh, uh, these very complex networks and grids. And what it will mean for the companies that used to be the common carriers, your Verizons, your Deutsche Telekoms, your NTTs, is that their old subscription model where we paid them for access to their networks is reversed. They're gonna to have to pay us to get some of this energy, for example, and buy it and sell it. This is how they're gonna make their money. And if they do not know how to adapt to that, they're toast. And what you have is this inverted revenue flow. And I like to think of it as the uh, Mississippi changing direction. Instead of flowing south and to the Atlantic through the Gulf of Mexico, it flows north into the Atlantic through the Gulf of St. Lawrence. The entire ecosystem is different. And we have all of these companies with trillions of dollars of market capitalization that are ready to be wiped out because they are not designed to handle any of this. The inverse architecture inverts revenue flow. And you better be ready for the new flow of revenue because if you're not, you know, you're the next Kodak. You're gone. Speaking of money flow, uh, what caution should the investment community take uh, when it comes to this? Uh, scared. I would, I would be very, very scared. Uh, you know, all of the investment community is wired to think that these common carriers whose share prices are now in the 
1994, 1995 level, uh, when the Dow was, I don't know, a few thousand, um, they are hooked on the idea that it's the dividend flow from these companies that matters. The inverse architecture says there won't be a dividend flow. So you have companies that both lost all their value decades ago. You know, their, their valuation is around a quarter century or more old, close, closer to 30 years, and they won't have a dividend flow. So what's the point? You know, and look at their capital expenditures and their debt equity. This is this is devastating. And as we've already talked about on this podcast, their cellular wireless revenues peaked a decade ago and have been on decline ever since. So the investment community better get its act together, or there can be a lot of losses out there. Get your act together by checking us out at future-creators.com and gain some insights on how to create your future. Thanks, Francis. Thanks, Robert.